<laughs> Limited potential. <laughs> hey, everybody, you're listening to the Gone Gaming Podcast. This is episode lucky number 13. Today, we'll be chatting about pre order bonuses and the three R's recycle, reduce, and reuse. No, we are talking about reviewing a reviewer's review. That, that makes a lot more sense. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Gone Gaming Podcast and on Twitter at Real Gone Gaming. Like, subscribe, and please leave us a review. For more information, you can also check us out at ltdpotential.com. So sit back and relax as we're about to power on. Welcome to Gone Gaming. I'm Luca. I'm Ashton. And I'm Matt. And we are your uninformed source for gaming news. Hi, Matt. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. You're here today. I am. You decided to show up? I thought I was here last time. He might have been. Was he? Yes. Were you here last time? I could have thought he was not here last time. I'm not sure. We were matless last time. We were matless at one point? Maybe two episodes ago? What was the last episode we did? We don't remember. It's number Cause, twelve because we take our time between episodes. Because we we <laughs> it's been, deliver it's been another week we or de- two. We deliver quality. Mm-hmm. No, you were on. So we're talking about how I was supposed to beat Horizon Zero Dawn, and Matt was talking about how I was supposed to beat Horizon Zero Dawn on the Saturday. He was on. I didn't go visit Matt. Haha! I was there. You were, and so did you beat Horizon Zero Dawn? Breaking news. Luca beat Horizon Zero Dawn right. right after recording. So. Nice. And that is all that I have to mention about that game. And, and I saw that you did no, you something didn't. else too. No, you didn't. What'd you do? I beat the game. Yeah? And then I moved on to other games. You got something shiny, and it's when it popped, did it make you feel funny? You, you popped your trophy cherry, your platinum cherry? It yeah. happened to happen. Yeah, I did. needed one more trophy. He wasn't it expecting was... it, and it just like happened. It's, it was weird. I wasn't going for it. It was like a weird feeling that you had. I wasn't going for it. And an, all of a sudden, I got a, a platinum trophy. Do you have another Ashton? Are you going to start no. funding the trophy? I will say Horizon Zero Dawn was fun at certain points, but it was a lot of grinding. Mm. It was a lot yeah. of it. And it like. But I think every open world, if you're trying to complete it completely, yes. Is- that's yeah, like a relationship. Because you can run through Horizon and not do half of that stuff. That's true. But the problem is everything's kind of attainable. Yeah. See, Grand Theft Auto, remember five or four? Grand Theft Auto the 4? The pigeons. I'm not going to yeah. shoot like 900 pigeons. Or find the packages. Yeah. Like, yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn is like a relationship. It is great if you put in the time and effort. There's a reward to it. Mm-hmm. But there's a platinum trophy. Yeah. If you don't, you still enjoy it for the limited time. Yeah. No, it's, it's good. But I got bigger gaming news. What's that? I got myself a 1080 Ti for my computer. All right, you nerd. In layman's terms, please. <laughs> the probably the most powerful video card you can get. Okay. All right. And it's badass. Cool. And you saw it. you played some uh, Forza Horizon. You must say Horizon Forza Horizon Zero Dawn. Too many horizons. Like, okay. <laughs> yes. To Forza future, Horizon looks great. Tips to future Three. developers: If you don't want to confuse me, don't put Horizon in your game name. Agreed. No, but you're right. Uh, Forza Horizon Three. Yes. Looked pretty awesome on your widescreen monitor. Look nice. It looks great. Dork. Um, how about you, Matt? Uh, Top that. Well, I have Destiny Two. All right. Thanks. And I've played How is it? five minutes of it. Ooh, oh, good sounds investment. like an awesome game. I have not wanted to redo the first mission, which was in the beta. So I haven't so, got to that yet. So when I told you don't buy it and you decided to buy it. Who yeah, was right? I went with the typical do the opposite of what Luca tells you. And how's that working out? Not that great. Okay. I, I'll get to it. I will get to it. Just not right now. I got a lot going on being back in school and mm-hmm. I picked up NHL 18. Of course you did. So why pick up Destiny if you're going to pick up NHL and then FIFA's coming out or Pez or whatever other because when ridiculous sports game you play when Destiny is going to be played Mm. when NHL and FIFA aren't and that's when I have more time. Usually you can't play them at the same time. Yes, you're right. But I mean, when I have more time, when I have more time to Mm -hmm. sink my teeth into Destiny, I will do that. But being in school, I don't want to fall down a rabbit hole. Yeah. So when you're done school in two years, you can pick up Destiny (laughs) too. I mean, during the summer. Oh, okay. Summer break, man. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, reading week, summer break, Christmas. Yeah, I'm not touching it. Reading week. No. All right. 
What about you, Ashton? What have you been playing? Oh man, you're on a. I'm guessing you're on some sort of trophy adventure. I am. Uh, so I've I, been playing a lot of it though, but I'm I'm trying to just finish Lost Legacy, like platinum it. So you've already beaten this game weeks yeah. ago, and yes. you're wasting your time getting trophies on this. Yes, I did put in um, Borderlands Two. It's a brand new game. Don't know if you guys heard of it. Um, I, that's something. It rings a bell. Mm, it's like cutting edge. Top notch, just released. Matt, have you heard of this Borderlands too? No. Mm. no, it's it's Never actually it's it. it's not bad. Playing it for the first time, it's not bad. Yeah, mm. I was a little lonely because no one else was around to play it. No one wants to play with you, I think. That's yeah, it. where was my text message? Hey, what, what? Matt, come play Borderlands. What what text message? I hate you so much. Yes. So if you don't remember, Matt was kind enough to get gift Ashton and I Borderlands 2, which mm-hmm. we have yet to play all together. That's right. I just put it in for the first time like two days ago. So thanks, Matt. Really appreciate it. You're the man. But, you know, I've, I'm moving, right? I've had to pack up everything and resituate myself. And so I really haven't had a lot of time to play. Been busy. Yeah, he basically, I don't know if the listeners know this, Ashton has sold his house so he can buy a dedicated gaming house yes. so every room is dedicated to a different uh, era of playstation yeah, yeah exactly. different, era, a different PlayStation. era and type of game style like the move is in one room mm-hmm. and uh the, PlayStation the wand VR. The, the reading wand thing yeah yeah that's vr in another room and vr harry potter I think. his washrooms mm-hmm. have psps and ps Ooh. vitas very clever yeah man and then maybe the, the playstation screen remember those tvs that you had the one that it's right, yeah, yeah. I remember because I'm looking right <laughs> at one. So now that's what's going on with me. So I'm gonna, I'm about 78, 80 percent done the trophies. I did all like the more tedious ones now, so those are out of the way. So the easier ones are coming up, except for beat the game on crushing. So that's always was there like a, a glitch from was it four where you can just that go right so at the good. end and, and beat just the last boss? On that those? was thank God for the internet because I did not want to play through that game again. Yeah. So I, I played through it I think twice. In total, okay. to get all the trophies. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not doing it a third time on crushing on the hardest difficulty. So it's like, oh, get it in like six minutes. I'm like, absolutely, I will. Yeah. And yeah. did not feel guilty whatsoever. <laughs> so uh, something that you were talking about, uh, speaking of Forza, not Horizon, though, the other one, um, Forza 7, yep. has, um, I guess, an ultimate edition that you can buy. Well, that all games have well, now. It's like the regular edition, the kind of cool the, the edition and then like the best special edition yeah i, I bought the, the 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 best special edition for forza horizon, horizon. 3 yeah you get all the dlc you get you know you think of, that you'd think yeah you think that with forza horizon you'd for 130 dollars uh you'd get everything what, what do you mean by that well they decide let's add a porsche expansion and you also have to pay for it oh nice and then now there's, a, I guess, a Hoonigan or from Ken Block series mm-hmm. of cars. There's another car pack you have to pay for. Oh, that's that's nice. But if you pre-order the next Forza, that comes with it. Mm. You, you get you get those six or seven cars, the Gymkhana Hoonigan cars, and you get them uh, in your Forza Horizon 3. Hmm. That's kind of like uh, what Call of Duty did, where we all got the digital deluxe edition, which came with all the DLC and Modern Warfare 4 or whatever it was. Um, was it 4? No, Modern Warfare. Oh, Call of Duty 4, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. Warfare. Wow, I screwed that. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, And then you get all the DLC, and then DLC comes out for that game that you have to pay $15 for. It's like, I thought I get everything. So the pre-order didn't meet your, what you expected. Pretty much. So with with Forza 7, though, the Ultimate Edition, the Big Boy Edition, um, you get, I guess, one of the perks is four-day early access to the game. That's if you pre-order the best edition. Yes, so the ult- if you only get the ultimate edition. Um, Sneaky. Right, so now, uh, you know, we, we were talking about this and thought this would be good to chat about with the three of us, is, uh, you know, what do you guys think is reasonable in regards to when you pre-order games? Like, what bonuses should you get? Would you like to see? Is there even a point of getting them? All... Pre-order bonuses, bonuses, bonuses. Yeah, sorry about that. Bonuses should be abolished. Everyone, ah, get rid of them. Get rid of them. Okay. Get rid of the exclusive stuff. Pre-order at EB Games, and you get a special stupid skin. I agree with that. That's terrible. But I will say the pre-ordering for early access is cool. I like that. I don't think it should be limited to 
the the top of the line edition though i think no. if you pre-order the game that means you've already put money down i should get it earlier like star wars battlefront well that's with the beta well beta isn't the same thing okay i try guys fifa did that fifa has three editions mm-hmm. they have the fifa regular edition then they have the fifa ronaldo edition which Ooh. got you three days early a couple fifa ultimate team packs mm-hmm. that's and like then- an extra 20 bucks yeah, and then there's the FIFA Ronaldo Icon Edition, which gives you Ronaldo Nazaro, the R9 the legend, which was like 129 bucks. You get more Ultimate Team cards and three-day access early. You know it would be interesting? If they did an Ultimate Ronaldo Edition and a Messi Edition and see which one sells more. You know what? I think the Ronaldo one would. You think it would? Yeah. yeah. Real's bigger right now? Real's yeah, more and relevant. Ronaldo's just more of a polarizing figure. I don't know. Messi's... Some people say the greatest players ever played. But we're not talking about players. We're talking about icon and imaging and branding. And Ronaldo is just, mm. he's, okay. he's raised his profile. Mm-hmm. See, I'm going to agree with you when you're talking about the store exclusive D, uh, DLCs. Yeah, that's crap. I know it's just a skin, but everyone should have access to whatever the programmers have done. Yeah. It's just not fair. Like, let's say I got a deal at a certain store and now just because... You know, or let's say I'm trading games into a store that takes trade-ins, and then another store doesn't allow that. I can't get that content, or at least I'll have to pay extra for it. Yeah. Um, yeah pre-order bonuses. I, I kind of agree. It's the everyone should have access to everything. Um, the the early access is not a bad idea. Like um, a beta, or you mean getting the game early? Yeah, getting, getting online yeah. and playing it early, kind of getting ahead for pre-ordering. So that's, you, you hit the nail on the head there. I, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I like that. I think it's a cool incentive to make people go and pre-order if you want to get the game early because you're a big fan. You pre-order it, you get it early. You take a risk when you pre-order a game. Well, obviously, you can return a game if you don't open it, if you hear terrible things. But fronting that money ahead of time, you should be rewarded somehow. Yeah, and it's a vote of confidence to the developer, right? Mm -hmm. When you pre-order a game and then all the sales quotas are being met and they have to fill out the orders to meet... EA takes that or Microsoft Activision, takes that, whoever. yeah, whoever it is, and goes, well, we're doing something good. Let's keep doing that. And if the game ends up being poo, they could just continue to shit, do what they do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but poo sounds funny. It does. It's because it's such like an immature word. I try not to giggle. Yeah, see? <laughs> Hearing a grown man say poo is funny. All right. You can stop saying that now. I will. Um, yeah, with... Uh, pre-order bonuses i just i don't like that they have all these crazy additions and you're right that you don't end up getting all the content and you know yeah. what did, you know what did that too mortal Kombat was i thought horrendous for that yeah and I so know. like I, I, mean, I enjoyed the game i think i got it for pc which the pc uh we didn't get like the second season of well that's what DLC. it was they, they never said there was going to be i don't think there was going to be seasons no, so it was no. dlc pack one which i think was just the dlc i don't even think it was called pack one originally. it was called the seasons pass but they yes. decided that the, there's a second season not the right. original first season so after the first year goes by yes then they decide we're gonna add more characters that aren't included in the season pass so you have to get season pass two Right, the and second. So season. you pre-order the more expensive edition. You think yeah. you're getting everything, great. And then they come around and technically, wording-wise, you did get a season's worth of content, and then they create another season. Yeah. Nobody had a better pre-order than Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Explain. I don't know anything. Do tell. They had a pre-order where if you pre-ordered it, you didn't get the game. No, you guys didn't hear about that? What? No. Yeah, there was a pre-order where you got the Infinity Gems mm-hmm. and an Iron Man statue. And I believe it was one Capcom, maybe a Chun-Li or a Scarlet or Marvel Woman girl person. And the game wasn't part of that. No, you had to buy the game separate. It was like $100 or like $129. You get like a nice little case with these the gems and these statues, but no game. That's almost as bad. Well, actually... That's as bad. <laughs> that's that's as bad as it gets. Bad. But the Nintendo 3DS Special Editions, it's such a joke. They don't come with power chargers because they assume you're such a fan that you've already owned another 3DS. No way. And that there's no possibility that you sold your 3DS so you can be playing this Because you're just buying this because it's a special edition yeah, to like have. To add on to your collection as opposed to, you know what? I'm going to sell my original 3DS with... They need the charger, right? Because you need to use it. Mm. And... Then you have to buy some cheap knockoff in Japan or in, in China because it's cheaper. I wonder if every week 
I can somehow convince you guys that Nintendo hates you. Because that's just another example of how. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a dick move. <laughs> that's a yeah. dick move. One would argue, yes. Especially, like, the Majora's Mask 3DS was so hard to get. Mm-hmm. So you pre-order that if you're lucky. You're lucky to get one, and then they shaft you on that. Yeah. So pre-order people who put the money in advance, the people who put faith in you, don't screw them over. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. My big thing, I like the, the early access. That's a great idea. Access to betas early, which yep. a lot of people do, great. Yeah. I don't think the addition you get should affect the early play. No, because again, it's not. It's that's really not fair. Because someone who doesn't have as much money to the expendable cash to spend on the game, they're still pre-ordering the game. They're still investing in your game and your company, so they should have access to it as well. If you just want to get all the special features that come with the game or all the DLC, like some people don't care or give a shit about the DLC. Like, how many times do we buy COD and not get the DLC because we're like, you know what? Honestly, after the first two, you stop playing it. After the well, the first one, usually is pretty popular. Yeah. Second one, you can see how it much harder off. it is. To, especially since we're we play Call of Duty in hardcore. Mm-hmm. How many people play hardcore to begin with? And then when you start throwing in these map packs, how many people are going to play hardcore with these map packs? Yeah. What if for multiplayer games, they did EXP bonuses for pre-order? So if you pre-order the game, you get early access and you get a code that you put in and it gives you like experience bonus points, like yeah. double XP for that duration of three days that you get the game early. I think that'd be pretty cool, right? That'd be, all right. That'd be pretty fun. And we we hit on this, I think, last on the time betas. on the betas. How yeah. about the, you keep that? You you know, the beta is there to help the developer. You know, do you find any glitches? You you know, you write a review or you you know, you submit your feedback. How about if you submit your feedback? Because you know, a lot of people just play it and not say anything. You submit feedback. You keep your, you know, you keep your, uh, I guess, ranking. I wouldn't want to keep my ranking ranking from a beta. But I would like a double XP as well from that. Like, if the, there was a way they could find out that you played the beta. Well, think about like you're, when you're talking about Destiny. You played the you played the beta, and now you don't want to play the intro story because you've already done it. Yeah, but that's just me being lazy as hell, man. <laughs> Matt's never gonna play it. Oh, no, I'm gonna play it. I, <laughs> He's gonna get ten minutes. Just like, God damn it, I did this already. I but. really want to play it. I do, but I just gotta overcome that hurdle. Hmm. It's a big yeah, hurdle. A hurdle that lie. wouldn't be there if you kept your progress. But, you know, I'm going to go back to the whole what we want in a pre-order. Games go on sale shortly after. That's why a lot of times I used to buy games early. And the only times that I pre-order is when like Best Buy or like a company has a pre-order a certain amount. Mm-hmm. Pre-order two, three games and you get like 20% off. That's when I'll pre-order in advance. That's why I have a ton of games coming this uh, this fall. Yes, winter. you do. Because EB, or sorry, during E3, they have promotions like that. I think if you pre-order a game, they should knock down maybe 10%. Knock down a little bit. You're putting faith in the company. You mm-hmm. know how many more people, if they know before the game comes out, you're going to save 10% even. Even 10% will make a difference. It's like the tax here. If you pre-order, 10% off. And you're going to get more people buying it. I'm all down for saving money. That's I love that. Think about those games you're like, I'm going to get it eventually, but... You know, I got to wait for a sale. It's like, oh, wait, if I buy it before it comes out, it's going to go down in price? Every sports game, every fan that plays a sports game, their motto is, oh, I'll wait till it goes on sale. That's what they do. <laughs> Everyone I talk to, you're going to get FIFA? You're going to get NHL? Yeah, when it goes on sale. Boxing Day, so Black if you, Friday. If you have incentive like early, you're the early adopter. You're helping the company. Obviously, games that are super successful, like Grand Theft Auto, will never yeah. need to do that. But it would be nice if they did. Especially these, like a game like Assassin's Creed Origins. You know how many more people would buy it if they dropped it 10, 15%? I would. 15%, I think, a game, you got to realize what the public perception is on it. If it's a game people are kind of interested in, they probably need a little bit more of a discount. 5% ain't going to cut it. Like 5% on Grand Theft Auto would more than be enough. But in a game like Assassin's Creed where people aren't 100% sold on that franchise anymore, knock 10, 15, if you want to even be bold, 20 like, they were able to do it for the E3 sales, so yeah. I don't know why they couldn't do it for the pre-order people. Amazon got rid of that. Remember they had the, if you pre-order a game, you get 20% off? That's for Prime members, yeah. For Prime members, mm-hmm. they got rid of that. Is it completely, like completely? or is it 10% now? I think it might be 10%. Yeah, they lowered it. Wow. Eh. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. We'll, we'll see what future ones happen to be. 
but uh, right now that's what's going on with Forza, and yeah, hopefully I, I, I like to see it change. I wonder if this is going to be a trend moving forward, because I remember Call of Duty doing it first with uh, Ghost. If you remember, if you pre-ordered it, you got it a day early. Okay. And nobody did it really after that, and now Forza did it, or Forza did it is on doing Horizon it. 3, they're doing it on Forza Motorsport that's right. 7, yeah. they're... And I think FIFA, yeah. as you said, yeah, they're FIFA's doing it. doing it. So I wonder if they're, it's going to be a trend moving forward, kind of getting away from the exclusive content at retailers, but getting it early. I've noticed a lot of that, though, is a lot of single-player driven as well. Okay. Right? Like, if you think of the Forza, I know Forza can go online, but Forza single-player, FIFA, again, online, but also single-player. So to get it early, is it really, do you th- see it happening with... M- multiplayer games where people can get ahead and level up faster oh that's the prime audience i think that's a prime game you want because everything you mentioned is more like again single player but then available to go online that could maybe forza but i can argue that fifa the reason it sells so well is because of its online because it's online yeah fair enough there's a huge online community like i personally don't really play for the online right but most people you talk to they play fifa mainly because of the online component hmm that's interesting, though. Yeah, we'll see if that takes off. Yeah. We'll see if Matt called it today. September 22nd. 2017. Thank you. Um, oh, that's what year we're in. Yeah. <laughs> Jumping in uh, to the news, sticking with FIFA. Um, FIFA 18 yeah, releases that's... in a week, September 29th. And I'm getting it three days early. I thought you are getting Pez. I changed my mind. Yeah, honestly, we'll we'll get back to you in a week. I I will explain this. I will explain this. I'll give the clarity. I will get Pez later on when the season's over and and it's on sale. (laughs) See, the reason you're one of those people. Yes, the reason I went with FIFA. I played the demo. I enjoyed it, and I said, you know what? They have the licensing. I like playing the games while the season's going on with the licensed teams. I don't want a player option, so I got it. All right. Um, Apparently, the Tokyo Game Show or TGS, as some people call it, there's a trailer for. God of War, yeah, that was about five minutes long. Yeah, it's. I haven't seen that. I need to watch that. It felt like it didn't just feel like a, a, a traditional like action game. They just hack and slash through it. Sure, the game's going to feature that, but it feels like there's a lot of uh, thought put into the story this time. How long was the trailer? It's like five minutes. It was. It was like kind of like a mix of a gameplay trailer thing. I've seen all the game I need to see. I'm not buying it. <laughs> So why are you asking? I don't know. I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> All right. So I got to watch that. That game. Do yourself a favor. Watch a trailer. It, it, it's fantastic. All it's right. in Japanese though. So I didn't It'll find, be fun. Yeah. I didn't find a translate option, but I, I, I got okay. the gist of it. You, you knew what was going on screen. Yeah. Uh, so this came out today. I saw Rockstar tweeted this. So there was just uh, an announcement. So it was a date and time said September 28th. At 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, yeah, which is interesting because they never usually do things in Eastern; it's usually Pacific. No, I, I saw that the I don't know if it's the tweet or I saw somewhere, maybe it was an article I read saying 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Oh, okay, mine said the one I had as uh, Eastern. Anyways, so but it was in the text. It was one. The background was red, and it was the text of Red Dead Redemption. The way mm-hmm. they have that, so clearly there's an announcement, something happening on September 28th. 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8, 8 a.m. Pacific, about Red Dead. Guess what, guys? The game is delayed Del- further. <laughs> uh, I don't oh, think they man. would They would hype it. Yeah, they would hype think. a delay. What if it got a Nintendo Switch reveal? They said it's coming Never. to Nintendo I Switch. I swear to God, Never. if they do Nintendo Switch before PC, I will lose my shit. That won't happen. Because... Right now, I'm hoping that comes to peace. I hope this announcement... I know a lot of people are speculating just a new trailer. I hope it's a new trailer with showing the platforms right at the end saying PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. And I really want to see it on Switch. And that's when Luca finishes. That's my wager. I think it's going on Switch. It's not going on Switch. On Switch. That's never coming to Switch. No chance. They're going to make a Switch. No. Actually, there was news of uh, another Switch news. I don't think we have it in this. Maybe you have it. I'm not sure. Well, we'll find it. But Doom. Did you hear Doom is is playable on Switch? You know what? I saw a brief video of it. It didn't look too bad. It runs 30 frames, not 60. Can't yeah. expect more, but... It, I thought it was the original Doom. I'm like, that's pretty, like, I'll get to that later. But I was man, like, God damn it. Nintendo is getting games. Let's just be happy Pete, that third-party publishers are, are supporting putting it, games yeah. on... And Nintendo's encouraging it, too. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, this I thought it was interesting. We talked about this a few episodes ago about kind of remakes and remasters and going back into the catalog, the back catalog and changing, you know, updating games, bringing them forward. So Rare Studios, um, I guess there's an interview done with uh, a gentleman named by uh, Craig Duncan. Um, he also at, founded Dunkin' Donuts. No, at Rare. And uh, they were, the question was about visiting older franchises. Uh, and he said that that's probably one of the worst things for Rare to do, was one of his quotes. And that uh, they want to focus on new and fresh ideas, not just updating graphics and so no you know, audio folders. So that was the whole thing, right, about Banjo-Kazooie, because there was speculation that that might be coming Dude, back. Diddy Kong Racer. So racing, whatever doesn't and matter. It's a great game. It Conquers is Conquers Bad Fur Day mm-hmm. and Golden Eye and Perfect but Dart. For for now, you can take your grievances up with Craig Duncan. It's oh, it, it ain't happening. You know what he said though, and he that said, was a, oh, he said if they were focusing on older franchises, a game like Sea of Thieves never comes to fruition. Yeah. So I mean, Sea of Thieves. That's one of my most anticipated games. And what if it ends up being poo, and then everyone sits there and goes, hey, why didn't you make... Banjo-Kazooie? I don't think that's going to be the next step. But uh, that was uh, that was from uh, IGN. Uh, this next one, the Netflix of video games. Yes. Jump? Yeah, so our our friend, uh, friend of the show, Marty, was telling me there's this new service coming out. It's kind of like a Netflix for PC, but it's okay. for indie games. So I think they're starting with like over 60 games right now. Yeah, 60 plus games. Uh, it's $9.99 US a month. Yeah. And I looked on their frequently asked questions, and one of them is, I think, to submit your own indie game. So it's kind of like a community sharing thing, and I think it streams. It's not an install. I think you just pick a game and play it right away. So it's not like you have to like do the Like PlayStation service. But yeah. better. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's for indie games, right? So Like PlayStation. No, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not sure. Is it considered an indie game? Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? Was that an indie game? No, no. I wouldn't consider that an indie game. I mean, no, it's a I big game it now, but it was like one guy that started it all, right? Yes. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's still in beta mode. Like, it's not the full yeah, game, it's, right? it's early access right now. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool, though. We'll see how that turns out. Uh, this, I thought, wasn't going to happen this year. South Park, the fractured butthole has gone gold. Butthole. Butthole. Yeah. It's just coming out in mid mid October, right? October seventeenth yeah. or something. I'm not sure. Something days. like that. But the more important thing, and this is based off of their Twitter, that it's gone gold, which means it's happening. No more delays. Uh, I guess they when games a, gone gold, I don't think they delay them anymore. That's, had, that's it. Did you watch the trailer? There's a trailer about the new thing. About <laughs> yeah, I the, didn't see it. Yeah, they had the Kanye gay fish reference <laughs> mm-hmm. in it. The whole thing, even the voice was the same as Kanye. And I think Kanye, like the, their version of Kanye's song, was on through yep, the trailer. And it's great because this new seasons back mm-hmm. right so it's perfect timing you got the game you got the winter season yeah shows back man i loved i loved the first the, the stick of truth this is gonna be i have a feeling this is gonna be even better i thought you were gonna say you loved the first episode of the new season it was good it was just oh. good the second was stronger but you like the second episode more oh yeah i like the first episode more oh. well i'm assuming you guys are gonna like the game yeah i hope it's good uh overwatch is free to play this weekend September 22nd to September 25th for anyone who doesn't have the game. I have, in. I have yeah, it on I, PS4. I, I, don't, I don't have it. I have it on PS4. I'm not going to play it. You, you should download suck. it. I'm not going to play it. I got it on PC right now. I want to try it out with my new video card. Nice. Dork. Sonic Forces trailer came out. Game available November 7th. So if you hate terrible voice acting, well, this game isn't for you. But <laughs> I know how much you love voice acting. I'm not a big fan, but when I watched the trailer, I thought it looked pretty cool. Like, yeah, it's it's like a like a mix of everything. It has like the 2D side scrolling. It has like a, like almost like a 3D view. It, 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 big bosses. It looked cool. Hmm. It might be a game that surprises people. We'll find out. This I thought was interesting. Definitely not for me, and I would laugh at anyone I guess that would spend money on it. But there's going to be those people that do. So Xbox. Mm-hmm. is bringing back, talking about retro things, is bringing back what they called the Duke. The Duke. The Duke controller, yeah. which is the original OG Xbox that fat big one, yeah. thing that makes no sense and was terrible to play well, with. I mean, some people liked it. I guess so. I didn't mind it, to be completely honest. Yeah, I hated better, it. better, buddy. Bigger so, is better. <laughs> did you see it, though? Yeah, so it, it apparently... It's going to be a limited edition, obviously. Um, it'll be a, an officially licensed controller, Compatible with Xbox One and Windows 10. Uh, and the 
middle Xbox symbol. Yes. That's yeah. replaced with a screen. I think it's an LCD screen. It's like a circular screen, yeah. Yeah, so and uh, so that'd be interesting. What What's going to be shown on that? Do you know? It's like the original Xbox dashboard. When you booted up the system without a disc... You, you see that that's what's going to be displayed there yeah, yeah interesting okay so that's that's kind of neat i mean that's what they showed in, in on the i guess it was on twitter or wherever it was shown okay I, I saw 120 dollars uh, probably it'll be the same as your elite one uh, i saw that on ign at least myself okay yeah um PUBG, for those who don't know player unknown battlegrounds developer apparently is going after fortnite uh, and uh that's they're like, saying they're pretty much they've they're replicating well, that's like the game. They have a mode called Battle Royale, I believe, coming out. Yes. And oh, okay. So originally Fortnite, that's the game. If you remember from E three, it was that kind of zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to prepare, like you know, it's fortify like waves. your base. Yeah, waves of zombies. You got to well, set up traps not, for it. And I don't think it's like you're like a castle or what's that? Like the like plants versus zombies, like where you have to protect like an area. I mm. think it's a little more open world, and you have to protect yourself. Okay. So now apparently it's they've created this mode that's similar to ba- uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and it's kind of everyone for themselves a battle royale. So is Player Unknown Battleground going to go after the WWF for having the Royal Rumble, which is essentially every man for themselves? Well, PUBG I don't think calls it uh, battle royale. That's Fortnite. But a Royal a Royal Rumble battle royale, same thing. Every I, man I, for themselves. At first, I thought it was kind of ridiculous uh, that you'd go for someone copying your style because realistically, everyone does, right? But PUBG was working closely with Unreal for the Unreal with the Unreal uh, Engine Four, mm-hmm. and Fortnite is made by Unreal, oh. so it's like they're working together, and then they're just going to come and so. And normally, I'd be like, "This is just a developer complaining without merit," but right. I think I think there is something there. What's interesting though is I don't know. Maybe it's happened. But did they go after GTA? Because for GTA Online, I know their new uh, their uh, those mercenary modes that they have oh, okay. was identical to PUBG. It was their version of PUBG. It was like same thing where you're in a zone and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. It's like last one standing. Basically, so. anything that is a battle royale cannot exist no more due to player battlegrounds unknown. Yeah, I mean, player unknown battlegrounds. Whatever, same shit. PUBG. Uh, next on the news, Nintendo says it dramatically over-delivered Switch units on launch. I thought that was interesting. So that dramatically was... Dramatically over-delivered? Over-delivered. That's Reggie... fils or phils That's the guy. Uh, that, that was his quote, that they've dramatically over-delivered Switch units. Now, they're still hard to find. Are they Most still people, hard to find? Not as bad. It's I think they're, still, they're still fairly scarce. You can get them now, but they're still fairly scarce. You're not still guaranteed to walk into stores selling store. out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but no, apparently they were, t- their target was about 2 million on launch and they actually delivered 2.8 million units. What would I found? That's a pretty high number. It is. And, uh, what I found really interesting is their ambitious target for their first fiscal year is 10 million units. Your first but it year seems is to be there on track. The it seems yeah. like they're getting on track there. So, Hey, kudos to Nintendo on that. And and you're ripping them for under-delivering that they think they over-delivered. They guys, under-delivered on a lot. Guys. A guys, lot. I got some breaking news. Guess what Guess what? next Friday is? FIFA. SNES. Oh, the SNES Classic. That's that right. Oh, well, there you go. That's, Matt snuck something else on the news. So the SNES Classic comes out next Friday. Yeah. Matt, are you getting one? Yes. I'm are you getting, getting one. Yeah, are, yeah. are you? I am. Ashton, you getting one? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if that's a yes or just a grunt into the mic. Yeah. Star Wars Battlefront 2. Galactic Assault Maps. They have announced all the locations. So the Galactic Assault is the 40-player map, which is awesome. It's so much fun. So 20 versus 20, essentially. Mm -hmm. The locations we're visiting are Naboo, Kamino, Kashyyyk, Endor, Death Star 2, Hoth, Moss Eisley, Yavin 4, Jakku, Takanda, uh, I think, or Takanda? Te- yeah, Takanda, I believe. You sure it's not Wakanda? Nope. Okay. And Star Killer Base. What about like. It's uh, a lot of cool locations, though. What about Death Star 8? Do they have yeah, Death I was just going to say no. breaking DLC news. The free Death Stars are going to be. Included. You can shut your face. The half built one. You can shut your face. The half built one was Death Star 2. Killer Star Base. And then there's going to be Death Star 4, 5, Stop and talking about So there is. To please you, you have Death Star 2 and 
you have Starkiller Base. I'm pretty sure they originally weren't going to call Star Wars. It shouldn't be called Death Star, <laughs> Death Star 1, Death, Death Star, Star 2. Galactica. <laughs> they might Death face Star some copy. Four, Death Star 4, A New Hope. Death mm. Star four, 7, A Ball of Fury. You guys suck. <laughs> Uh, now that's uh, all those locations are pretty awesome going to Kashyyyk so that's where all the Wookiees are from uh, Takans is obviously from um, The Force Awakens that's Kash- where Kashyyyk sounds like a, like a a wrestler no no <laughs> that that or it sounds like one of those like nature bars you take on like on a hike that are shit like They're the brand terrible. is called yeah. Kashyyyk yeah I got a Kashyyyk uh, cranberry bar right here you crack take, open you a Kashyyyk you would take that to lunch at school and the kids would make fun of you <laughs> yeah they'd be like what is this B-list lunch over here bud you tell that to a Wookiee and he'll tear you apart They're they're not real things, Ashley. Zone Give of Enders 2. You remember that game? Yes, no, you're probably yes. in diapers. Zone of Enders 2 I is an Matt amazing was, game. I think Matt was around during Metal Gear 2. He, no, not Metal Gear. Oh, because they had the demo for it then. Yes. Well if played. You bought, if you, Ashton, bought Zone of the Enders for the demo, which you did, uh, you would have remembered Zone yeah, of the Enders. That was a great game, but they're bringing it back. It's the same game. Back. Oh, no, no, no. They had a second. They had a sequel to the original one. That no one this is Zone of Enders 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're bringing it back in VR. Okay. That's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be on PC so I can play it. I guess. That's a PlayStation. It's coming to PC. Konami's putting on P- a PC? Yeah, Metal Gear 5. I guess so. I, I, didn't, you know, I don't play PC. But you know I was playing Metal Gear on PC. That's right, you were. Anyway, so that's going to be on VR, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, that was from GameSpot. Uh, jumping back to IGN... I don't know if you guys heard the news or saw the screenshots. Mario strips in Mario Odyssey. What do you mean strips? He loses his shirt. It's not. He's uh, if okay. So you're talking the same thing that I saw, where he's on the beach wearing swim trunks. That's <laughs> yeah. not stripping. You, you don't go to the beach and say, "Yeah, I'm going to strip today on the beach." All I know is there was a lot of chatter on the internet when that came out, yeah, well, and a lot of chest. people were unhappy. Yeah, because he's an Italian and he's got a smooth, a clean chest. Yeah, clean chest. He should be. And hairy. you see Mario's nipples. No one saw Mario's nipples before. We're taking Mario to strange new places. I can't believe that's a thing. <laughs> what? Like that people are losing their minds over Mario not being shirtless and showing yeah. his nipples. Dude, what do you expect? It's the internet. But what's also great about that is also on IGN, somebody modded Smash Brothers to put shirtless Mario in it. <laughs> they also had Super Mario 64 online and Nintendo put out like a cease and desist on it. I saw that. It was that like was like a cool. multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. And it had like Waluigi and yeah. Wario and everybody in it. Someone so that was sent neat. me a link to play it and I did not check it. All right. I sent you a link for the video. So thanks for noticing. Um Nintendo Switch, jumping back to that news, this is from Nintendo.com, or if anyone watched the Nintendo Direct, I think on the 19th, so again, we're a few days behind. Uh, they showed some arcade classics, so paying for shit that you've already paid for 18 times. The, you don't have to, though. You Didn't don't have to, but... about this last episode, and then I mentioned that they're the actual arcade versions. Oh, not, maybe we did. Yeah, not that they're... The, ones on the console they were the ones at the actual arcade machines where you put quarters in. i think we talked when we, we just did. got together i don't think we talked on the no, episode we, see, I, can't, I remember did. we discussed it we but haven't I can't recorded remember. in two weeks so we definitely talked about it but I this was on, it. wasn't this the 19th that was a few days ago it's the 22nd yeah, i'm just gonna move on to the next topic all right well. absolutely and going to 2k 2k games yes. apparently uh, put pressure on the sixth access to remove their three out of ten score on NBA 2K18 review, and that was uh, that was on NeoGAF. Yeah. So funny. What's thing, that about? Yeah. Funny thing about this article. Um, Six Access uh, put out a statement saying that 2K didn't actually pressure them, and that they took down the review due to the fact that there was a flight that the guy was getting on mm-hmm. and he had basically reached out to 2k about the virtual currency yes. being an issue essentially he said in his review that 2k relies too heavily on virtual currency that if you want haircuts you want to make your player better it's not rewarding to do it in game by playing so features that used to be in all games that were free now they're making you basically pay for with real money Yes, essentially. So he said the game's too reliant on the virtual currency. He asked me that deserves a 3 out of 10. Yeah. So he then reached out to them, was hoping they would clear up the statement or say maybe something about it. Maybe they there's a didn't. mistake or something. Yeah, they didn't. Were they playing on addressing it? And he put the review back up. It wasn't that 2K pressured him. It's not like 2K contacted 6-Axis and said, hey, buddy, 
take down the review. It's it's a harsh review, so he wanted probably to make sure that he had it right. He didn't want to just throw it up and keep it up yeah, if it wasn't 100 The guy who reviewed it said he was going on a flight before, after reaching out to them, took it down, hoping that by the time he got back from his flight, mm-hmm. there'd be some magical news. Some clarity. Yeah. He said he regretted doing that, taking mm. it down, because this is what happened. I'm kind of curious on how they pressured him. Well, they sound like two goons standing outside his office and but, be like... I mean, if, if you believe the reviewer, he said that he wasn't pressured, right? That's right. That was interesting. What's interesting about that, too, is as a reviewer, what is your responsibility to the audience of you reviewing the game? Like, what kind of... The people are depending on your review, and obviously developers are depending on the reviews of these people, and they, that's why some of them... They give you the games to review most of the time, right? Absolutely, and that's why some get a little scared, like, not scared, but apprehensive, and for what reason, I'm not sure, especially, you know, bigger developers, like, I know Bethesda had a big thing against reviewing games before the release date. Argos. But, Sorry, that was more recent, though. Yeah. That, that was on Fallout 4. I don't think it was... I like think it, No, I think it, they've done it before, too. Because I remember Fallout 3, they had it, like, two weeks before it okay. came out. But... So it's kind of curious, like, what do you think the, the responsibilities of the reviewer when it comes to their opinion? Because, again, at, at some point, as much as you, it's planned not to be biased, there's going to be some, like, some biased review in it. Uh, a reviewer, you don't bite the hand that feeds you, right? These guys are supplying you. They're, they might be your sponsors. It's a tough call. And I feel that when I look for a review... I want it to be from someone who's unbiased and might not necessarily be a fan of the genre. Mm -hmm. But then on the same hand or on the other hand, if he's not a fan of the genre, he might not represent or review or look at the game in the way that I would. I think if if you're a fan of it. Exactly. I think that's your responsibility as the reviewer to be upfront. If for some reason your company doesn't have a guy that likes racing games and you're the one tasked to do a racing game, you have to be upfront in your review. Mm-hmm. This isn't my thing, but this is what I noticed. Every review should be upfront and honest and be critically fair yeah. about how they feel. But at what point does bias start to kick in, right? At what point does someone say, hey, I am a fan of this kind of game. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, if I want to know about a shooter game, I don't want someone who just came from playing real-time strategy. Like, that's their bread and butter telling me about why they like the shooter or why they don't. I want someone who's been playing all the Call of Duties to tell me about Call of Duty. All the people who've been playing all the Battlefronts to tell me about Battlefront. So they can share their experiences, the past history, and and give an honest opinion about the game. What's better this year around? What's worse? Right. Like, if you never played 2K before, that virtual currency, as far as you know, it was in there the whole time. And then paying for a haircut with real cash... Uh, you'd be so like, well, terrible. that's normal, I guess. But the fact that I knew the last 2K, you didn't have to, or however many 2Ks ago where you didn't right. have to pay for that stuff, I, you know, I, I get that from the review. See, if this guy was the first time you played it, he'd be like, oh, there's a little extra. You can get haircuts now if you pay with real money. You know, they didn't need to put that in there. It's like, oh, it's like my real life, but only in a video game. Yeah. And that's their argument of putting currency to buy to pay for haircuts. Like, well, when you go get a haircut, don't you pay for it? Um yeah, with with reviewing a game, I think that the reviewer should at least be upfront and really stress like, you know, yes, I play these games. Yes, I enjoy this type of game. Mm-hmm. And that way you kind of, again, like you mentioned, you kind of gauge, okay, this is their first time playing it. Now, I, ideally in a perfect world, which would never happen because one, it will take too long and two, cost too much time and employees would be to have someone who's a fan of the genre mm-hmm. review it and then someone who's never played it before or not a fan of the genre. So, because again, you, you, even with Zelda Breath of the Wild, with Uncharted 4, with Horizon Zero mm-hmm. Dawn, you have people praising these games. And then you have someone like me or yourself with Horizon, right? Look at this game and be like, I don't see it that good. Like Zelda, I didn't see as a 10. No. It's a great game, but I didn't see it as a 10. Horizon Did you play was like. Zelda. Yes, I played it. I, no, put, you... I put many hours into Zelda, not Did... as much as you guys. Did you beat it? No. So how can you critically well, claim that a game is not because a 10 it, it wasn't captivating it? enough for me to continue playing it? You remember, and that's a problem. Well, then where'd you get up to? I, I don't think that should matter. It absolutely matters. Well, because remember, Matt came out, and we, we at the same time, within the same week, we got Horizon Zero Dawn and Zelda. Mm-hmm. I was praising Zelda how amazing it was. Matt was trashing it mm-hmm. because he Matt, he went in at the wrong time, yeah, at the wrong spot, like half or a good hour or so in. But I. 
played it from the beginning. Okay, and where'd you get up to? I have no idea. That's the problem with the game. I have got no clue. So you're you're giving a judgment on a game without knowing anything about it or getting far enough to even make a critical bias or opinion on a game. No, because I didn't review the game. I didn't say don't buy it. I just don't think it deserves a 10 or the mm-hmm. great score got because it wasn't good enough to captivate me to continue playing but that's my question how can you justify an opinion on something without fully sinking well, your teeth in and getting it especially if something starts i just so I, I just kind of told you but let's be honest if, if a game has a huge lull at the beginning that's hard to get into and won't be perfect for that person at the, i never had the lull so i can't i can't speak from ashes end. but another example for me is what would you get metal gear solid five see when i first started playing that yeah I, again, probably would have scored it pretty high with the first okay, then halfway through 10 the game. hours I put in. But hey, I got frustrated too halfway through the game. So and then overall, if you're to get the I probably would have gave it a through. nine. Halfway through, honestly, maybe a seven. So once again, if you played through to the end, you'd probably, once you start understanding how the game works, and you were playing it on the Wii U, me and Matt played it on the Switch. So yeah. I feel like there's some difference there because Ashton said he never saw anyone. He'd run around and see And I'm nobody. not the only person that said that. I've actually heard other people comment that they, the land, because the world was so large that there was points in the game where they didn't interact with anybody. There wasn't anything around. See, or very never, seldom. Not like blank, but very seldom. There's always people That's around. That's what I was saying, too. And so I'm thinking it might be a difference between the Wii U version and the Switch version. But here's the thing. I started playing Metal Gear 5. I got into it a bit, and I stopped. I have no opinion on that game because I don't know anything about it. But okay, how many hours that. did you play in it? Honestly, about two hours. I okay, 70. I put way more than that in Zelda. I put 70 in it, I think, and you, I'm not even happy. Have you done. got to the first, like... I've done a few shrines. I've gotten to a few villages. I've, so that's a problem, right? Yeah, I think I've done maybe 15. Okay. I've done... I got into a few villages, so I progressed a little bit through the story. Did you get to the, uh, the first the, Divine Beast? Any of the Divine Beasts. No. That's you barely put any time into that game. No, I didn't. But that's well, the problem. I did put time into it, and I didn't get anywhere. And I'm telling you, it's just, that's my point. Were you so reading what they were telling you? You're right. I can't do a full review on the game. My no. issue with it, again, in scoring it as high as it did, that's kind of the point I was trying to make, is that when you have people reviewing games, like, you have all these people that gave it a 10 out of 10. But you think it's because of the Zelda bias, but I disagree with you on that, because Metal Gear, I love the Metal Gear series. Mm-hmm. I love the franchise. Me too. And this Metal Gear 5 has been like pulling my teeth out it's not it's not metal gear 4 no or it's not metal gear solid and i know it's a pretty decent game through and through but if if it came down to familiarity with a franchise that you like then i would score it really high to be honest with you right now where i'm at at the game is like a seven i bet Mm -hmm. you just just like where you were yeah uh if i were to put more time into it maybe the ending and all when the story picks up again because i'm in that lull where you have to do all that nonsense in which is in most open world games yeah Maybe when I get through all that boring stuff, it'll be great again. My point to the what I was trying to make was, again, in a, in a perfect world, which would be cool to see from one company, from one website, is to have two people review the game. One yeah, that is into the game and one that isn't well, and see what, their, see what their views are. Again, to my case in point, even Uncharted. Uncharted got great praise. Mm-hmm. And then there were people who were like, it's just another Uncharted well, game. Like, see, it's pretty. That's a great point. I would but like it's to just see another Uncharted game. a second no, review. But that's where I go with, again, once again, contrary to your belief about if you have a, like, if you have fandom to the franchise, mm-hmm. one of the best games I've ever played was Uncharted 2. And Uncharted 4 felt like the same old stuff. I knew it was technically great. Uh, the story was pretty good. I still like 2 the best. But it, I wouldn't give it a 10. Right, because even though two was one of the best games I've ever played, I still I don't give that I don't go by fandom. So I think this Zelda, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, Skyward Sword and and the which ones came out for the GameCube and and we we and we you Twilight Princess, Twilight Princess. Wind Waker, Twilight yeah. Princess, another one, yeah, and Skyward Sword, good games. Would I give them over like a nine nine point two? Probably not. Yeah. Nine for maybe nine point two. There's points in that game where I was like, okay, I guess I got to beat it. I never felt like that with uh, with Breath of the Wild. Right. I, I'm pretty honest with my, like, I, I'm not you're biased. Cr- you're pretty critical with your reviews, too. You're, compared to, like, me and you, comparatively, yeah. you're far more critical than I am. I'm more lenient. I'm more like, yeah, it's a pretty good game. Well, certain things. Right? So I look for certain things. You're that more you of don't a stickler and, with that stuff. No, I've been playing games so long, and it's, I'm not one of those people that if a game comes out, like, with a second iteration, I'm like, oh, it's the same thing. I don't want to play it. 
it takes me a lot. Like Call of Duty, people, I get the same game over and over again. It is, but I can still play it because I think the map variety and the weapon variety is enough for me. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because you could have that same argument about Uncharted, right? Yeah, but it's on on an adverse hand. Ask me how many of the the last three or four Call of Duty stories I've beaten. No, of course. Because I'm just playing for a quick round for 15 minutes. Or yeah, a... I was gonna say I think at any point if you're trying to give a review of a game and you haven't really played it five hours is the minimum before you can say anything about a game you got to put at least five hours into that game of like hard time yeah i think you can get, get a, a feel to get a somewhere. really good feel of like, a game there's games that you know right off the bat within a few hours that you could put more time in and you won't change your mind there's mm-hmm. certain games you know right off the bat and then yeah, there's games that you're like you know there could be something let me hold in i have a good example i've heard because i haven't played it kingdom hearts 2 i think Anyone who's a fan of Kingdom Hearts says Kingdom Hearts 2 is the best in the franchise. Mm -hmm. But apparently the first like 10 to 15, I think 10 hours or so, if not longer, the game, call it it 5 to 10 hours, I think it's a little longer than that, is torture. It's like one massive tutorial. It's horrendous. And so a lot of people that play it end end up putting it down saying, I can't do this. But then anyone who's beaten it, they're like, no, 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 you got to just get past that part. But I why like I, I, but I they say it's mean. the best one in the series but you have to play 10 to 15 hours just to get it good that's not a good game to me well, that that shouldn't score high uh, I, I agree but like that's crazy I, I got a question for you guys about being a reviewer what's your responsibility what if you're pay- okay let's do a, an example because I, I, it's hard to trash talk a rock star let's use them as an example sure let's say Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out they're sponsoring your you know they're you, you shout out the beginning. This episode has been, or this review has been brought to you by Rockstar, or this podcast, and we're going to eventually get to the review. This podcast has mm-hmm. been brought to you by Rockstar. You have to mention that, right? Yes. Now, do you feel like you have to give them a good review since they are paying you to, to plug them? I'm not in that. We haven't been privileged no, to be put no. in that situation from. Ones that I've heard from other podcasters, they usually won't trash the game, but if it's not great, they'll talk about the good points mm-hmm. and then just mention it's not for them. Like it's, hey, this is great. It's a fun game. Not really my play style, but you know, th- this is good. This is good. And it's not like if you were not sponsored by someone, you say, this game is shit. Like this is terrible. This, I think there's probably that. That so you like owe the company. Courtesy. Yeah, I think you owe that to the company that's sponsoring you for that is to just kind of be professional about it. You know, obviously try and talk up the good points, mm-hmm. but for the points that aren't great because you don't like it, I think just slightly put it down in, in, into a way that it's not as bad where you're not really swaying decisions. It's just like, oh my, it's not for me, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, okay, well, maybe it's for me instead of it's not for this guy. As a viewer, and I'm going to give you the viewer opinion first. As a listener, if at any point I hear this review is sponsored by that game or by anybody in the topic, I do not take that review serious at all. Because in journal journalism integrity, the minute there's a sponsor on top of it, your credibility is lost. Mm-hmm. A journalism credibility is key to this stuff. You mm-hmm. have to be fair, honest, and and. So, so let's say you're, you're the source. Let's say you're okay right now. Grand Theft Auto Six coming out. You say no to the sponsorship. From Absolutely. If, if I'm trying to keep journalistic integrity and I'm trying to be a site that looks at it as game journalism and looking at it at a point where I'm going to review the game and I'm going to be as critically fair, honest, and separate from the organization that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'd stay away from it. But if you're looking at just being an entertainment site like an IGN, you don't care about that kind of stuff. You're just providing entertainment and a, a back sourcing for people. Well, then sure, that's fine. But as don't, a, I don't know if they cons- if they're just considered entertainment. I think they their reviews are are trying to be credible. Mm-hmm. But then, at what point is it credible when they're saying this is brought to you by? Sea of Thieves, and then there's a Sea of Thieves review. At what point Look, are you wondering where's that line cross? Well, of- the thing is, as as a person listening, it's hard for you to know if you're truly being honest. But me, if I were to do reviews and have a sponsor, I would, I'd make it known from the beginning. You're allowed to say whatever you want about the game as long as it's based in truth. So if you're if someone's gonna if if NBA 2K if 2K decided to sponsor us, and we start talking about the the virtual currency. 
you know what? I'm going to be honest about it. Because mm-hmm. you know what? If a sponsor is going to not sponsor me anymore because I'm being honest, then uh, whatever. You, yeah, you have your integrity. But once again, as a listener, do you still think that I'm being honest with my review? See, that's the thing that happens, though, is you can lose that sponsorship and you lose that money. And if the company that you're working for cares more about the money than the integrity, then you're at fault. They'll look at you as the bad guy. And that's where it gets really sticky with reviews and journalism and this kind of thing. But then again, if you do, if it does, if the news comes out that they drop you, as a sponsor, if if your sponsor drops you, it looked good on the company. It that shows you, that you have credibility, yes, absolutely, and that you stuck true to your your journalistic integrity. Because there's there's ethics, journalistic ethics that they have to follow. That they're supposed to. One of them is you're not supposed to take sponsorship. You can't have a news article or a newscast or anything like that and the, have a sponsorship towards it. Well, the problem with it is now is no one's paying for content, and there's not many people going to pay for a podcast. So no. yeah. But you again, we're, money somewhere. we're looking at, I'm looking at like the news side of things. You got to right? keep the lights on, Luca. So what if you trash, let's just say we trash 2K for an example. And that means when the reviewer copies start coming out, they don't come knocking on your door with a copy. Do you still review the game or do you have to go out and buy your own copy? Probably not. That's how they want to be. If you're being honest. If that's what you do, though, yeah, you go, you buy the game, and then you review the game. I think if you have enough fans on your site that yeah, but, care okay, enough. But then, yes, if you're a big enough site, then you yeah. have yeah. to at that point. Because I, the company would then reimburse you for spending it because it was for a work purpose. Exactly. We're talking about if we're a small entity, like, I don't th- I don't know how big Six Access is. No. no. Right? But uh, you know what? They made a name for themselves with, mm-hmm. this, with this article. They said they've been reviewing... 2k since the crack of dawn or whatever which we didn't know about but now we've we right? haven't heard of them till so this. If, yeah. if they don't send the game to them next year to review them yeah. i'd sit there and say five six extra are big all right well they they show where they stand as a company towards me i think for reviewers there's always got to be no game is perfect there's got to be a negative except side for to zelda it. no yes no um there's got to be a negative side to it and I think it's the responsibility of the reviewer as well to really point that out. It might not be huge, mm-hmm. but it's like, look, in reality, yes, there's this, like, I'll stick to Horizon. I was hooked from the moment I started playing that game. Visually, the story was great. I, I loved every minute of it. But then, to Are be you- fair, there were things that, as I was playing, the dialogue was way too much. When you're sitting there, you're trying to progress you to the story. You said you loved every minute of that. Please r- refrain from going all out with that statement. I think. You no, know, I think he said when he started, he loved. Oh, he started. Yes. When oh, I started it. Okay, okay. Again, it's every moment, every minute, everything that I s- was playing was just yeah, great. Okay. But then, as the story kept on going, and then it's like, okay, I'm doing good, but I'm having great. I love the story. And I want to progress. Something's about to happen. Then I'm having a 20-minute conversation because of the little conversation wheel. Yeah. Every, it branches out eight times, and I'm like, oh, my God. So now I'm skipping through. I'm even listening to half the stuff. Yeah. And so there was that. Then there's, yes, finding certain things where you're traveling so far. You got to go halfway across the map for the side missions and come all the way back. That started to become a bit of a pain. Now, it didn't damper the game so much for me where it's like, oh, man, this sucks. It was just at those moments, just like any open-world game. I was like, yeah, it's kind of tedious. And you don't want to get to that. But no game is perfect. We got to stop having this conversation. Because every time Horizon Zero Dawn gets talked about and how like great it is, I just think of how I dropped it and went to Zelda and how much of a great yeah. time I had. And I every time we talk about Zelda and Horizon, all I think about is going back and rebeating Zelda again. I want so, you to go back and rebeat so Zelda. So for, for the listeners... <laughs> Could you imagine me doing that instead of playing Destiny 2? <laughs> <laughs> So for our listeners, if you want to get a rise out of Ashton, mention how amazing Breath of the Wild and how it deserves a 10 out of 10. It doesn't. And then for Matt, tell them that Horizon Zero Dawn is better than Zelda. It's a good game. Yeah. If anyone looks me in the eyes and says Horizon is a better game than Zelda and has not fully played both games... Yeah. There's people out there. I've heard them. No, there isn't. There's people out there and I've heard them. That liked Horizon Zero Dawn better than... Over Zelda. Didn't say Zelda's bad. They enjoyed Horizon more over Zelda. In in terms of game of the year coming okay. out this year, where Horizon would be okay, better so than now, Zelda. Now I have a question. Mm-hmm. At what point do we separate opinion out of compare, compare, comparing two things? Like 
completely out of if you're looking and you're comparing Horizon or Zelda or GTA and something and you take opinion out your personal preference First of, then you can't how do you determine it the thing is game of the year is subjective right it's On like beauty's in the matter, eye but, of the beholder but is there a way to determine something that is better on a factual merit. Okay, is there so, a way to determine, look, like, without preference? Okay, so you can put one thing as amount of content in the game, amount of story. But then some people will say too much story is is too much. And right. then some people will say more story the better. So there is no scale that's universal for mm. everyone. So you're saying if you were to compare two games, you personally, the three of us. Yes. was Is there a way for you to do it unbiasedly? It, everything is on you. I don't it, think you can. There's no such thing as a universal review. There's no such thing. So you're saying you cannot take a game, you personally, and say, and compare two games and say, no bias here, based on what I played, this no. is what I think. No. Well, I guess at some point it's going to be biased. Well, and it, it's not it's, it's not you again saying look, I, not, I get what you're saying. It's I'm not, not saying, like I like Zelda because it's Zelda. It's okay, let's look at the game, let's look at the story, let's look at the controls, let's look at the gameplay. Yeah. It, the, I think that you can do to a degree, but it's gonna be your opinion. There's gonna be something that clicked with you with one that didn't with the other. Yeah, some right? life okay. experience it it connects with you more as a person mm-hmm. one game because that character is more like you than the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm not saying that there is a way. I'm just asking that question because no, there isn't. I'm looking at it like a a scientific or a factual backing way. Yeah, if there is a way that you can determine it based on what you see, fact, not bias, right? Like math comes down to this is right because yes. it's only one possible answer. Well, the way I look at it as... That makes sense. Yeah, for a reviewer, right? Yeah. You have to know the reviewer you you identify with. So when it, a perfect example is Top Gear. Three different personalities, and you know roughly what each like and who you're more like. Mm-hmm. So if you want like the... If you're more of like that racing guy that likes just like the, the engineered car, you probably are more of like a Richard Hammond. Mm-hmm. And if you want, if you just want to make a statement or something, you're Jeremy Clarkson. So right. you have to know the reviewer. So I guess as a reviewer, you should maybe Cater be, to your be, be a little be a little bold with your with your mm. predictions, your your reviews on let people know what you you like. And I guess that shows through the numbers you give on your reviews, right? That's true. If I was giving Battlefronts, let's say Star Wars Battlefront, I'm reviewing it at like five, and then I'm giving. I don't know. Uh, let's knack say, two. Knack two. I'm giving a ten. Ashton, you're not gonna you're not gonna jump aboard my reviews. That's not. I'm not gonna be for you. Right. So I think what's important for people, like you can look at IGN. There's a point where IGN and me lined up perfectly. I think a bunch of the guys left, and yeah. it's changed a little. And they're they're more or less with me still, but not as much as they used to be. Correct. I think you got to find your reviewer mm-hmm. that thinks the same way you do. I found my reviewer, Metacritic. Metacritic. That's what I go to now because it is an aggregated score based on multiple reviews. Yeah. So you're getting an average based, and that gives me an idea of where you people can get an idea feel. But sometimes they'll give a game like something higher than it needs to be, and but then there's something that's lower than it needs to be. But that's mm-hmm. that's not based on one particular review, right? That's based on a, yeah. a collection of reviews. So if a game is sitting at a 63 on Metacritic, that means more people than not. Yes. Disliked like the, the game, game. Yeah. as much as they did. Dunkirk, the movie. What did it get on Metacritic? I'm sure it's a pretty high number, right? Sure. I, I don't Let's know. Just I didn't check. I liked it. Did you watch it, Ashton? I didn't. You didn't? I'm Matt, so sad. we watched it together? No, I, I couldn't add. Okay, that's right. Up. That's right. Yeah. So Frank went in. So he he just, he just didn't like it. It wasn't for him, but yet it got good reviews. It's not going to hit with everyone. That's why it's no, important right, to course. find that one. But it's yeah. It's, it, a good, it's a good general gauge of it. Yeah, it's just like asking millennials how they feel about Star Wars Episode One, and it's great. And you ask everybody else who's over thirty, and yeah, yeah, you, you, they'll tell you how they feel about that. I would, I really want to sit and talk to someone that does reviews for movies or games, and just kind of pick their brain at how they go into it, where bias kicks in, and where it doesn't. How do you separate preference or judgment of what you like to dislike? Right, like if there's a criteria. I think there's part of it you have to have your bias. But at some point, is there not a criteria that you have to look for that it meets, like a standard, like an 
like it yeah, you're, industry standard where you know what graphically it's not up to par. That's not well. That's that's, a that's mark some, against it. Yes, but that that's probably going to sway the game. Well, like maybe half a point. No, but it, it adds up, right? Like if you look at Dan Harmon and how he creates a story, he has the monomyth and that wheel he creates too, and he has it as a formula. I wonder if reviewers have that in their mind as well. Like a formulaic breakdown. They they must. I know for me, I'd prefer not to see a number on it. I'd rather just somebody review the game and I read their thoughts. I like Kotaku. Right? The I, do I don't want to see a number. Because that's hard. I, like I've it, liked, like, I'm telling you, back maybe five, ten years ago, when iGen gave me a number, I knew exactly if I liked the game or not. Before I even played it or even yeah. watched anything about it. But now, are you relying too much on a review? I'm telling you, there's a point where we're releasing so many good games. Uh, I forgot what year it was, but I remember there's like so many good games that I wouldn't touch anything like under 9.3. And like if I played 9.3 or above, I like the game. And I would try like the 9.1 or whatever just because I'm like, "Ah, I kind of like this. I like the story, like the idea behind this game. And I'm like, you know what? It doesn't compete with other games that that have been reviewing better. I like Kotaku a lot for their yeah. reviews because they don't give it a score. They give it a recommending. Like, okay. should you buy it? Should you not buy it? What was good? What was bad? That's, and and, that, I, and I agree. I, I don't want to, I don't really want to see a number because then you just, sometimes you you just scroll to the number like you said and be like, oh, it's a nine point, it's an 8.9. Well, I'm going to play it, but there I, could be a lot of good points to if it. If I saw like a, you know, right now, if I see something in like the low sevens, I don't even bother reading it. But if right. I see mid eight and it's a game I'm interested in, I'll, I'll read it and see why they didn't give it a nine or above. But I mean... Yeah. yeah, if if a, if a game gets like a low number, like a like a five six, what am I going to bother reading that review for? Yeah, I guess so. I, you have a lot of power as a reviewer. You should, you know, you got to be serious. You got to take responsibility behind it. Absolutely. Well, if any of you have thoughts in regards to what should be in reviews or the responsibility of a reviewer, as well as pregame bonuses, if you pre-order and pre-order the game, uh, reach out to us on Twitter at RealGoneGaming. You can also check us out on Instagram at Podcast, as well as our website at www.ltdpotential.com. Where else can they find us, Luca? Uh, if you want to listen to the podcast, we're on SoundCloud. Uh, look up LTD Potential. You'll find Gone Gaming. You'll find The Unwritten Rule, a second podcast. Nice. Find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music. We're and out there. I think that's that's all for now. We're gonna try to get it uh, soon enough. We're gonna try getting it on more uh, more more I platforms. Guess, more platforms because I, I know some people don't stick to the big names. They get, they have their own specific niche podcast uh, that they like using. This we'll we'll try to get there. We'll try to get out there and reach everybody. We'll get there eventually. Uh, so yeah, really for now, I think I'm gonna try and finish and platinum. Lost Legacy. Matt's gonna play some Zelda. I'm, I'm gonna probably, <laughs> especially because the new DLC pack's coming out soon. Is That's it? right. Well, I mean, they said holiday season, and we're hitting holiday season, so yeah. I'm just gonna crush it with my 1080 Ti and play like everything. You I've, still haven't yeah. played the first DLC pack, dude. Yeah, I'll get to it when the second one comes out. It's gonna be like rebeating Zelda all over again. Exactly. Well, really, I think in order for us to do that, we're. Gone Gaming.